All right, welcome aboard. Uh, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton will have a special guest with us today, uh, and we'll talk a little more basketball. Uh, and then football next week will uh, dominate the rest of the summer. But uh, we still have some time to kind of recap. And somebody that we have to get on this summer is Lance Campbell. Well, we've had him on. We just haven't been, like sat down with him and really had that long-form conversation in a couple years. So we, he's been on, but it's uh, I think it's a really good time to pick his brain once again. Well, he wanted to be a host. Hmm. Is, is what his problem was you know and we had uh who was it mcandrews was in here and he wanted to ask the questions right so uh we'll we'll be asking the questions today we'll put him on the hot seat he'll be giving us uh the uh, answers uh and uh, we'll find out a little bit uh, about this past pioneer season and what to look forward to next year because i i think there's a lot of naysayers out there uh, and I want to get Coach's opinion on, on all of this when we get back. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry out. Call 810 810- 
378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, Dennis Stuckey uh, along with Brady Beaton, and now we bring Coach Lance Campbell into the uh, conversation, uh, head coach of the uh, Crosslex uh, basketball team that uh, they, they've been okay for a few years now. Yeah, it's uh, only been, what, how many wins the past four years? I know you know it. Yes, you do. It's, what, like 85 wins the last four years, something like that, one of the best runs. What we believe, and while well, we put a bounty out there and no one could help, could deny it, what we'll call the, the most dominant four-run stretch in Blue Water area basketball history, and Lance Campbell's been at the forefront of anything, of all of it. So welcome on. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for doing what you guys do for for our athletes and our, our local uh, teams here. Um, it's great because I got friends outside of Michigan that listen to you guys, and I just send them the link, and I got other friends that you know can't go out to football and basketball games, and they enjoy listening to it. So it gives them a def- different opportunity to still be a part of it. You know, so you, you had uh, Soper and Johnson. And they graduated, and everybody said, okay, that's that's the end of Cross Lex's run. And then uh, Townsend and Slanik showed what they could do. And then they graduate, and all oh, Cross Lex is done. And then Trey Kolakovich has a great season last year. Now Trey's going to graduate, and everybody is, oh, Cross Lex, it, it's, all, it's all over. That class is through. We don't have to worry about them. You're not done yet, are you? I certainly hope not. I think, you know, this summer we proved to ourselves and to to the kids and our coaches, you know, we had a lot of question marks about what this year was going to be like graduating nine seniors. We're bringing back 107 points from last year, so about four and a half points a game. Um, but I think we got some young kids that are eager to step into different roles. And if we can get kids to buy into what we need out of them, you know, we don't have a Trey. We don't have a Jake Townsend, Sage, uh, Tyler. Um, Hunter, guys that can get 25. Zach Crutch, you know, Donovan McDonald even, you know, had a couple 20-point games. Uh, those seven guys right there, you know, any given night they could get 20. I don't know if we got that guy consistently that can, but I think we got a number of guys that can get eight or ten. And if we, uh, you know, we play defense like we, we preach and do the little things, I think we can still be very successful. Well, I know you're no stranger in the summer to hearing what Dennis was just talking about going, all right, these guys are gone. Now they're going to take a step back. So I have to imagine you're taking a very similar approach this summer. And let's be honest, the kids probably hear it too from they know people from other schools and they, they'll hear that, well, now now that the other guys are gone, Crosslax is going to take a downward swing. How do you handle that in the summer? Do you talk about it at all, or do you just wait for November, basically, to deal with that? We don't do a lot of talking in the summer. It's just different, right? I mean, summer basketball is a little bit more wide open. You don't run as much sets. Uh, it's it's not as structured. Um, Kit, I mean, when we went to Gaylord, no one knows who Croslex is. Still, right. kind of stinks that we still don't get recognized. At, you know, with the success we've had, but you know, they don't know who so and so is, so they don't. You know, they don't cut off his right hand or left right. hand. When when you start getting into the season, and you know, I mean, we got really good coaches we compete against. They're going to 
They're going to strategize. They're going to put out a, a plan to stop us. So in the summer, we just want to try to be successful this year. You know, it was important for us to win games just so the kids bought into being, hey, this this is something we can be successful. And in order to do so, you got to start in the summer. And you win a couple games, and then, you know, you win three or four, then five or six, and right. we did what we did at Gaylord. Now kids are going to be more focused on, hey, we next week's open gym. Right. we got to get back in the open gym. You know, if we don't have success, they're not going to be eager to get in the gym. They're going to say, okay, football, you know, let's go lift weights or baseball game or go to the hangout at the beach in Lexington or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that think we're going to – we're we're gonna be down a little bit, and I I mean I, I talked to uh, one of my buddies Tom Duran. He came into the barber shop, and um, Nolan played for us a couple of years ago. And Nolan and Hunter were at Open Gym, and he they both had kind of told him, "Yeah, I don't think they're gonna be that good this year." And so it, I mean, even some some guys in house may think we're gonna take a step bad, and that's not bad. That's not a bad thing. We don't have great expectations. Um, going into it out from outsiders but I think in our little contingent we we feel like we're going to be successful and we proved it this summer um, you know we we didn't play a great schedule but we played a good uh, Gaylord's got a kid that's getting recruited by the GLIAC mm -hmm. you know we beat them by 30 uh, we beat Munising a D4 state champ from last year we beat Alpina who's got 1200 kids you know and, and we played our best basketball on the day that the last day in a tournament we right. you know we beat everybody pretty comfortably and kids started figuring some things out and it was exciting to see and as i said i mean you can't you can't tr replace trey zach donovan mitchell mm -hmm. trevor landon sam bradley drew um drew's a kid that i mean just i wish he would have played as a junior but he mm -hmm. didn't but he won us some games last year uh you can't replace any of those nine seniors, but what we can do is we can all fill a role like they did, and hopefully, you know, we aren't going to ask somebody to go get 40 like they did against, like Trey did against Anchor Bay. But if you go get four or five points and you play great defense and you get a couple rebounds and you're willing to make the extra pass, those are the things that we ask of you. And and I think we figured out that we got some kids that are that are going to be willing to accept those roles, especially if we're successful. You know, that that's the thing that I think people forget. Because they go, oh, Crosslex isn't going to be scoring in the 70s. But you don't have to because a lot of nights you hold teams to to 35 points. So you only need to get into the, the 40s. And if you're getting into 50, to the 50s, you're blowing teams out. So you could take 20, 25 points off your scoring every night and still be successful. Yeah, I think uh, in, in – I, you know, I like the fact that we got some athletes and – kids that can handle the ball and they like to play fast and we proved that this summer a little bit and the little bit we did this summer but we're you know we want to push the ball and we want to spread it and the court and you know you put four or five guys that can handle it on the perimeter and a guy like Cody Mativier in the post or Reese Noel guys that can make some good quality decisions in there um you know I think that we're going to still be able to score it a little bit, but I, I also like the fact that we got some athletes and some quickness, and I think that translates to, you know, allowing us to be successful defensively. And hopefully this year, you know, we'll we'll get back into maybe a little bit more of what we were a couple years ago or we pressed a little bit more. And and um, it's it's pretty easy game when you can get teams to turn it over and you can score layups. Now on the flip side, it, it's a difficult game if you can't turn them over and they're, they're scoring layups. 
So there's a lot of on no lot, lot of questions that are unanswered yet. But um, I like our team, and I like the fact that no one thinks we're going to be any good. And I, you know, I, I get messages from friends of mine. They get messages from their friends, and you know, it's like all. Oh, you know, Croslux is going to be kind of dead and buried and their funeral is going to be sometime in, hmm. you know, January or whatever. And I, I don't know if we can duplicate what we have the last four years. That's going to be very challenging to do, but I still feel like we can, we can be a competitive basketball game team and put, put a good team on the floor every night and, and give our community a reason to be proud. Well, I want to go back to something you said a little earlier and how success breeds success you talked about kids getting excited to go into the gym, excited to put in that little extra work that makes a difference in the winter. It helps that, it, at least from our perspective, it looks like your best players have been some of your hardest workers, that Hunter Soper and Tyler Johnson were leading the charge. And then the guys we talked about, Jake Townsend was in the gym amongst all the sports he played, along with um, some other guys. And then Trey, you mentioned uh, we talked about how he needs he needed to make a few improvements. He did and then became a superstar in, in the BWAC. And that came with the time in the gym. And all these young kids for the past three, four years, that's all they've seen up there. So the blueprint on how to get better is there. How much of an easier time does it make does it make for you as a coach when you can go, guys, just look at what he did, he did, he did, and he did right before you. That's how you get to that level. Do what they did. Well, I think it's easy for us to sell it because we've had right. success, right? I mean, what did what did most of our sophomores and juniors and freshmen, even some of our seniors, three years ago, what were they doing? You know, it was a COVID year, but still, right. they were watching. I mean, they watch Hunter. I mean, who who didn't enjoy watching Hunter and 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 who didn't enjoy watching Tyler shoot the basketball and then Joey Noel, Nolan Duran, Carson Bowling, Stephen Soul, all the pride that they just brought. Um, and, and when you, when you show that you can be successful, kids want to do it. Right. And we welcome you in the gym. Uh, we have open gym the rest of this month for three days a month. I mean, three days a week for the remainder of July. So there's avenues for you to get better. And, you know, you get some older kids that come in there and they just play and playing against a kid like Trey or Zach or Donovan or Hunter or, you know, Jake, I mean, Jake came, uh, talking about Jake, I you know that was probably the the sport that he spent the least amount of time on mm-hmm. in the off season because he loved baseball, football. But he had like forty f- or fifty points. They were like face guarding him at our alumni game. I mean, the kid is just a freak, and he still put time in with basketball. Yes, too. he did. He did. And I oftentimes say, like, if he would have devoted, you know, as much time to basketball as he did to football or baseball or whatever, he would have been a really good college basketball player. And he walks in the gym, uh, you know, on, on that night, how much have you been playing? Oh, a little bit, coach. You know, he's hitting 25-footers and 30-footers, and then they're like it, they're treating it like a high school game. Right. Like they're face-guarding him, not letting him touch it. And, I mean, the guy, he, he's phenomenal. You can't replace Jake. I mean, you know, and people may think they can, but you can't. You don't replace a kid like that. You got to get – Everybody to do a little bit more, ask of a little bit more out of everybody, but Trey, Zach, Donovan, Hunters, Tyler, you don't replace those guys. Even Steven Soul, Carson Bowling, you know, those type of kids. This year, Sam Vanderby, he's 6'8". He gives us somebody to kind of contest shots in practice. Bradley Jacobs, right. for four years, he didn't play a lot, but he kept coming every day, he never missed practices. Um, Drew Hosterman stepping in this year. Landon Butler, 
who as a junior played a little bit. He did, he, you know, his role didn't really get a much bigger this year, but he's one of the most positive kids you'll ever come across. And he's the reason why we're successful behind the scenes. Cause he's keeping everybody engaged in practice and he's like a coach and he, you know, and, and they see that. And then, yeah, why wouldn't you want to be successful? You grew up in Marysville. I mean, I used to love watching Marysville football when I was a kid. I would go to their games on Friday in the playoffs because it was like, hey, man, it's it's Marysville. Right. And that's what we hope the last four years have been like to younger kids. Hey, I want to be a part of that one day. And and that's what we always talk about if I go to a junior high practice. Like the, the success is great here, but the ultimate goal is to be doing it on a Tuesday or a Friday um, over in that gym. And, you know, and we've, we've gave you – an idea that it can be done because of kids and, and you talk about them all and all those kids were great players and Hunter has natural ability and genetics that you just can't teach, but he also puts a ton of time in and out of all those great players, none of them were, none of them were lazy. None of them ever self-promoted themselves. And that's kind of what the goal is with our whole program. And, and when kids look up to them, there's kids that come into the barbershop one day a couple years ago. Kid, I've been cutting his hair for three or four years. He's like eight or nine at the time. I mean, not even that old, but he wears a hat in, and he and, um, he he puts his hat on after the haircut. I said, that's the worst thing you can do, man. Like, you're covering up what I just did. Right. And I said, give me that hat because he loved Jake Townsend. I yeah. said, I'll have Jake sign it. I had Jake sign it, and that, I mean, that made that kid's day. It's like a professional athlete, you know, and they, they I don't think, understand what they've done for Croslex. Mm -hmm. All this four-year run, Jake, Jake Noel and Isaac Espinoza, you know, on that first year in COVID when we were 20 and one, mm -hmm. like they just, they were great leaders and fed a role, and, and it started with them, and the year before when we, we got, you know, we won our first district and then we got beat up by Pontiac, but all those kids left a legacy. Um, there's a lot that it's a great, uh, you know, when, when your best players are hard workers, they're good students and they're just good personable people that you can, that will say hi to people when they're walking right. by them before a game. That's huge. And, uh, so that's the goal that we want all of our kids to be like that. Not all of them are going to turn out to be like that, but it's a great recipe for success. Looking at these guys, what they've done, countless hours in the gym. And for, you know, some of them for Tyler, he's playing college baseball. Jake's playing college football. Um, Hunter's playing college basketball. Matt Kerrigan played college basketball. Zach is playing college basketball. Trey, um, Donovan could have Mitchell had opportunities so it's proven Drew's that playing college baseball. baseball, yeah. So it's proven that if you, you know, if you if you work hard and dedicate yourself to something, even if we're at Little Cross Locks, you can still get an opportunity avenue beyond high school to compete. Uh, who are, who are those guys that are going to step up this year that you hope are going to lead by example? Well, Jimmy Krampitz, he he's our leading returner as far as minutes. I think he was just under. 10 minutes a game and he was a kid that averaged about 15 as a sophomore on the JV and last year you know he got more bought chewings from me and coach Della Rosa <laughs> than anybody and never once did he waver he never gave you that you know screw you attitude it was like okay 
you know, and he, and I'm sure at times he was probably tired of getting, getting yelled at and critiqued, but we had to, I mean, he had to figure out it's, it's different. We don't need you to score. We got to get you to do different things, like play defense and rebound and those type of things. So I think he's kind of taking a leadership role. Um, and then, you know, we've had other kids throughout the summer. Um, we had a couple kids come up with the varsity last year in fifth quarter and got some minutes. Uh, Reese Noel, Cody Mativier, Cam Saunders, Nolan Campbell, those four. And then we got a we got a really good player in Max Noel who's going to be an incoming freshman. And I know there were several good freshmen in the area last year, and he's going to be a carbon copy of what they are. I mean, he can play and he loves the game and – He's he's the type of kid that um, I think kids in his grade are going to gravitate to him because he's so eager to get in the gym. And what's he do when when they see how successful he is? Hey, let's go in there with with. So I think uh, you know we got Caleb Bossy and Brandon Soul, two kids that played in the varsity last year. I don't know uh, you know if they're going to make great contributions on the court, but they've gotten better and and they're great at what they are. They're great role players and practice players. And this summer they, they had some moments where they looked really good. Um, so I, I hope that Jimmy is kind of that guy that can set a tone and, Hey, this is what we need to do. And then we had a kid that didn't play last year, a senior that's coming back, Nolan Ranowski, who went to camp. Um, and he's a great leader and he just wants to be, he just wants to be on the team and he's going to be like that Steven soul type kid that just going to, um, Landon Butler, that's just always going to be so positive that it's hard not to be positive when you're around them. All right. Well, I think uh, we're due for a break, but there are some things about last year I want to talk about. There were some very good moments and maybe some that you'll be mad at us for bringing up, but <laughs> some uh, some great moments nonetheless from last year that I, I think we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't talk about. Well, I, I know just myself, I saw two or three great games and one clunker. Yeah, <laughs> But we'll be back to talk about that in just a moment. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short- and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise. Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 and until the barbecue's gone and DB's does catering 
Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448 and like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five star reviews they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit once you get your mattress they offer free local delivery and all purchases $6.99 and up when you think sleep think mattress king preferred seamless gutters in emily city has been family owned and operated since 1997 in-house employees when you call preferred you get preferred at Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Our guest uh, today is uh, Lance Campbell from uh, Crosslex. Talking basketball, uh, we do have to talk a little bit uh, about last season because there were some great games last uh, season, uh, and you were right in the middle of a lot of them. Um, two games on our top ten. Yeah, two games on our top ten that were like two days a uh, day apart. Yeah. Well, One of them was in Armada, and it was after you had played uh, a really tough game. Then you went to Armada to open uh, play in league, and – uh, you guys jumped out to a nine nothing lead, and then all of a sudden you were down thirteen to nine. Like so, there were big swings. There was a lot of emotion. It went to overtime. I feel bad for Armada because they're so close, and you guys always figure out the way to beat them in in that tight game when it looks like all right, they finally got you. Yeah, that was a good game. As you said, it was it was after a U prop game. The uh, the first. The first two weeks of our season was a roller coaster. You know, we we opened with Marysville. We played pretty well. Then we go to Gross Point. We played fantastic for three quarters. The dumb guy you're talking to right now took his foot off the pedal. We lose that game on a buzzer beater. And, you know, I I sent a message to the kids. I apologize for some of the things 
I did in the fourth quarter. I, you know, I mean, it's a new group and some kids playing different roles. And when I told them to pull it back, they, they, they kind of got a little too stagnant. So I should have been given better directions, but anyway, and then we go to U prep and we beat a good team and we're like, we went high, low, high. And then we go to Armada and I told them it was going to be tough. You know, I, I they got good size. Chapman's good. Sneziak, they're both their guards are like six two. Hill can shoot it. I mean, they they they're, they're we're giving up two or three inches pretty much at every spot. Sometimes four. Uh, so they were big. They were pretty athletic. They uh, coach is is really good. Harold's good, and um, so it's 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 one of those scenarios where yeah, we jump out quick and okay, this is great, and then we get down. And then we and, and it's like what okay what what are we at halftime? And I went in and I think we were downtown at halftime or eight and and it didn't look good. And I went into a locker room and there was silence. And I'm glad there was silence because I had a lot to say. And one kid, <laughs> one kid that I went after in that game at halftime and I told him we need more out of him was Mitchell Geiger. And if you recall that game, he hit three or four big mid-range jumpers in that second half that propelled us. And then I gave him a hug and told him how proud I was after the game. But it was it was an emotion, a game full of emotion, you know. And we found out a little bit about ourselves being down, coming back. We also felt found out about ourselves like in the past when we got those big leads, we typically didn't didn't relinquish them. We did, we held on to them. So. It's a different team, but um, we were able to walk out of there with a W. And I didn't think we played great, but I think part of the reason why we didn't play great is because Armada did some good things and forced us out of what we do well. We didn't get in transition. We had to play. It was more of a half-court style game. Their big guy, you know, did some good things. Sneziak's a tough guard. Their guards made some plays. They didn't. They didn't turn the ball over. They. So it was. It was a good game. It was uh, for you probably a little bit more exciting than it was for me. Oh, you very know? exciting for me. Yeah, well, it's mean, fun being a neutral third party in games like that because we come out on top no matter what. And well, it's yeah. it's fun when you get two good teams and then you have a good game. And I actually got it back to back nights because you played Northern the next night, and. You know, I just saw an overtime game, and the Northern game might have been even more exciting. Yeah, the Northern game was fun. Uh, and, you know, it, it's hard to lose. Uh, but the, the atmosphere was The incredible. atmosphere was there great. There hasn't been a game hyped like that for a while. I mean, you were getting guys in that gym that had no connection to either school. Yeah. They just wanted to watch that game. And, I mean, that's going to be a game that I feel like if 10, 15 years from now, people are going to be talking about it because it was you guys who were on this incredible streak. And then this Northern team who had been good, they were really good last year, and now they have this new group of young kids, and they feel like they're the up-and-coming. They're trying to become the dominant program, and they're in your meeting on a Saturday early in the season. Both teams are supposed to be really good, and yeah, and, and people showed out for it. Yeah, it was a great atmosphere. I mean, that's what we had hoped we would have had a couple years earlier, but that COVID interrupted a little bit of that. But it was a great atmosphere, I think, you know, for those people that paid five bucks, they, they definitely got their money's worth. And it was it, it was a fun game. It was a fun game to be a part of. And, you know, uh, we, we played really well, and they did as well. And, you know, Brian's a good friend of mine, and the great thing about it is, 
you know, we can, we, we shared that following day. I shared my scouting report with him and he shared his scouting report with me. And that's only going to make us better. Right. Cause now I can say, okay, this is how they view us and that's how we view them. And hopefully, you know, they can, they, he can learn a couple things about what outsiders feel about his team. And that's how I looked at it with our team. Like, Hey, you know what? This is kind of a staple i mean this is he's been doing it a long time he's really good at what he does so for him to to give us an opportunity to see what others think of us it benefited us in that first five game stretch you know to be three and two to a lot of people it was probably disappointing because we've only lost one game each of the three previous years but for me it it was like okay you know what this isn't bad we we went down to gross point we we played U prep. We had to go out to Armada. We opened with Marysville and we played Northern. We played three really good teams. Um, you know, I think Marysville, we caught them on the right night because they had a lot of guys out. They got better throughout the year. Um, the gross point game, as I said, we played three good quarters. I remember texting, uh, Kerrigan, Bill Kerrigan, our freshman coach. And I was just ranting and, you know, basically like I cost us a game. I was a dummy tonight you know blah 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 and he just said no everything's gonna be fine the kids learned a lot and the great thing is the locker room was still okay after the game right. like i don't think there was anybody ready to you know go home and and think that cross Lux reign of terror was gonna be over right. you know i still believe they they thought hey we we a kid made a great shot with no time left and that was a good team and northern and them played and i would have loved to see Gross point, have a full yeah, they roster because they were banged like up. Game five or six. And, and I really were... think that they could have been, I, I mean, a, a team that could have been a really good game with Northern. Right. And but they I'm, just were never at full strength. No, they just never. And I, Andy, the previous coach, his son's Adam, who's going to, going to Wayne State mm-hmm. um, to play. And I told him after the game, I said, just – please don't let this be your highlight of your season. Like, you know, you just not saying we're great, but I think we're going to be a pretty good team. You just beat us, take this and build off of it have a great regular rest of your season. And then Dave Rickerman's assistant coach there. And he and I went to high school together and, um, you know, we text back and forth throughout the season and seemed like every night, you know, they just, we're on the wrong side of an injury or the St. Clair game, which a lot of people, you know, think the shot was a second late, whether it was or wasn't, you know, that's a game where they just against us, they found right. the right niche that night. And then in other games, they weren't able to, well, and the one game against Northern, I think the A-roll kid went down, he hit his head on the court, like yeah. in the second quarter. And now he's done for the game and someone else got banged up in that game. And, it took just a little bit of the firepower, well, a lot of bit of the firepower away from them. Yeah, no, I, I mean that was a game. I don't think we had a game uh, the night that they played. Gross Point and Northern played at, at Northern, mm-hmm. and I only live about five miles from Northern, so I was gonna go watch that. And then I had heard, you know, they were beat up and banged up a little bit, so I ended up not going. And it's it, it in the winter time when I mean I love watching basketball and learning from other coaches and learning from other teams and kind of being able to go and see what other teams do and have success with. But at the same time, uh, there are nights that, you know, I still got to do some things at home and 
<laughs> Sometimes you just want to go home and relax and watch some TV and eat a bag of popcorn and right. whatnot. So I didn't get a Especially chance to go to that game. Especially on those colder nights during this season. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the only thing I hate about basketball is the fact that we play it during the winter and there's some nights that there's kind of an uncertainty if there's going to be a game and you're trying to keep the kids pumped up and and the scary part is during the winter season is you want to practice and you want to be successful and you want to give them every avenue but you know i mean when's when do you say no tonight because of right. why they're kind of crummy and uh especially in croswell when it's not it's a little easier in port huron when you have just the main roads and you yes. may have to go down two blocks of a side street to get to a fully paved road and you get out in croswell and you have some kids that are few miles on a dirt road before they get a dodging deer and yeah and you know and we always talk about how much we care about the kids and we express that all the time and uh that that hopefully they understand that and but if i'm asking them to come to practice when there's ice on the roads i don't really care about them right so so um i guess that's the only downside with with basketball um being played in the winter but um the northern game was fun It, it 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 was yeah, there was a lot of people from outside of Croslox and Port Erin Northern. They got a great game, and and it sucks losing. I hate losing, but I think you learn from your your losses, and I think we learned that we're still going to be pretty good. And then I went down and watched them play against Ann Arbor here, or excuse me, Ann Arbor Skyline, like the week after, and Skyline was pretty good, and they they beat Skyline. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, we're going to be all right. And then we go in the uh, our next game was at um, against Port Huron High. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought we bounced back pretty well against them. Um, and then we go into a team against Michigan Center who went to the Sweet 16 in Division Three, played them at Spring Arbor, and we may have played our worst first half of the season. And um, we were able to bounce back in the second half, and that's a quality team. And going into, like, New Year's, I, was, I thought, hey, you know what, we're going to be okay. And then – I we play Yale who's undefeated and we go there and we played really well in their gym. And, and I thought we had things rolling pretty well. The first time you played Richmond, I, I came back cause Brady said, so is Richmond that much better? And I said, you know, Richmond's good. They're good, but I don't think Crosslex played their best game. And, and I said, you watch, they're going to split. As they, when they play in Croswell later in the year, Croswell will play better um, because the, the, there's not that much separation between these two teams. Um, and I was, I was happy. It's one of the few times that I was right uh, because you guys were much better the second game. I just – I don't know what it was about it, and, it, and it's not that, like, you were awful. I mean, it was a good game, but I knew you could play better. Yeah, we didn't I, – I didn't think we played very well um, – Again, you know, I'm my biggest critic. Uh, I didn't coach very well. Um, I, I, not to make an excuse, but I was terribly sick that day. I remember that. Yeah. You, you yeah. got there like just before. There wasn't much off. of a halftime no. speech that game, it, was it, there? No, I was throwing up at halftime, so pretty much the whole halftime. But um, that's why we got great coaches and Steve Soper, Bonifacio De La Rosa, and Cameron Mason, and they were able to – communicate what need what i would have been able to communicate to him but no and and then i got wrung up early you know so that takes away some of your energy and you know i i, I when, when you can't stand it's hard to communicate especially 
in the first half when we're on offense and we're away from us. But um, after the game, I went home the following day, looked at the film. I came to practice, and uh, I was like, you know what? We didn't shoot very well in a kid that, you know, give give the role player. I think it was Bartolomeucci. Yeah. yeah. He had three See, big threes or maybe even four. I, I couldn't believe he shot the one, but it was right down the middle. Yeah. And, you <laughs> well, know, and, those are the kids that make the difference in the big games. Yeah. The stars are always going to be stars. Like, you know, when you two matched up, that Carl Stevens and Trey Kalakovich are going to score. Daquan Haskins and Zach Kretsch are going to score. Yes. But it's who's fourth option is going to get those extra two or three shots to fall or who's going to get the bench players that get the two extra shots that make the 10 point difference yeah no certainly and um it was it was one of those scenarios where i think we learned a lot about ourselves like how are we going to bounce back how's the next and i always think to myself like what's our next practice going to be like is it going to still be energetic or kids going to be upbeat and that night we had talked we said we still got everything is still in play in regards to what our record, I mean, our goals are. We didn't. I never say we're going to go undefeated and never make that a goal because that that isn't. Who cares if you go undefeated if you don't win a district or whatever? Right. So our goal last year, I think, for all of us was win a win a league championship, a district, and compete for a regional. And we were able to do all three. Um, and we left there, and and there's it's unsettling, especially when it's a team that's a rival. Um, you know, and now they're a game up, but I also felt like, Hey, they got to come to our place. And if we just do what we're, if we just run the table, the rest of the year, which is going to be challenging. Cause we got, uh, you know, our Meta again, we got Yale, we got, um, some teams at Emily city, uh, you know, was pretty good team last year. Elmont I thought North branch was uh, much no, improved. North branch was much improved. So it isn't like we're just going to step on the floor and people are just going to lay down. We still got to win everything that's put in front of us. But if we do, that gives us a chance. Hey, when they come in to our gym, it's going to hopefully be a different story. And then that's the um, about three thirty that day when when we played Richmond at home. Uh, I get a text message from Ann Soul, and it's a picture, and it's Landon Butler cutting off Trey Trey's mullet, <laughs> and that was after he went like forty. Oh, the, 39 that was the, the back against, to back. MLA yeah. City scored, I think, 34, and then against uh, yeah. Bay went for 37. I think it was in, 71 in my, points. In my mind, I'm just like, what the heck is this dude doing? Like, First what of all, is he doing? He rocked it. And it looked good he, on him. He did. He, he rocked, rocked it. it. You, that's not a look everybody can rock. No, it isn't. <laughs> and, but he, and he rocked it. He jinxed himself because that night he goes to Duncan warm-ups at halftime and that. he pops his rib out so about eight minutes left in warm-ups and he's kind of out there and gone and i'm thinking like is he sick what's going on steve soper comes up to me he's like hey you know trey can't go and i said what 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 do you mean he can't go he's got something wrong with his rib and his back and I'm just like well oh great you know and i went to jimmy krampitz and i said hey you get your opportunity go out and be great take advantage of this and you know when i talked to the team and i said yeah it's going to be different without trey you know a minute before we went out there i said but at the same time they aren't going to stop the game they're not going to postpone it they're not going to delay it until he gets healthy so we got to go out there there's a lot of people here that paid money gave up their evening for us for for us to come out here and be successful and and uh you know fortunately we were able to and you talk about kids that made big plays uh you know, um, 
Mitchell made some plays in that game. He had a block late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Trevor made a couple nice plays around the rim. Landon just does what Landon does, just goes out and gives you, you know, three, four minutes each half and, and doesn't make mistakes. And then, and then Drew Hosterman, I mean, it, you know, hitting that corner three. And, and when he first shot it, we were up four, I think, with two and a half minutes left. And I'm thinking, why? You know, because I wanted to milk the clock a little bit more and make him come after us. But he knocked it down, and then the next possession he gets fouled. He goes and makes two free throws. And it goes from, four, you know, overtime to us being up nine, like a minute and a half, two minutes in the overtime. And and uh, so we learned. And Trey made a WWE-style comeback in that game, what? Yeah. In the second, basically right before halftime. Yeah, he comes like, back, and he's like, I'm ready. And he goes back in, and, and – uh, I had him start with like five or six seconds left. I had him start under Richmond's basket to get a screen so he can get the ball mm -hmm. moving towards the rim. Okay, this is going to be our last possession. Hopefully we get something out of it. And he turns it over, and uh, they get the ball, and they go score a layup. And Boney, Bonifacio, our assistant coach, he's kind of looking at me like, what? what did you just do? <laughs> and I said, dude, we just wanted them to get going. you know. And that's, that's I think, why we're, we're – successful and we trust in each other right he basically called me out like what what were you thinking and i just kind of explained like hey we wanted to get him running get him going downhill you know in a limited amount of time hopefully get to the rim or create for somebody else last possession um so but uh yeah and then the second half he comes out and he does some tray type things and and you know and those to be up eight nothing a minute and a half in that game, being down your best player and arguably the best, well, he was the best player in the BWAC in my mind and in everybody else's or the coach's minds too, because he was recognized as a MVP. But to be down in a scenario like that, I mean, our, I, I show it showed a lot of resolve from our team that we can still go out without our best guy, and also. Um, you know, this is our first year having a trainer and, you know, without her, he don't come back because she worked on him f diligently for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, getting that back in place. And had we not had her, he don't come back and who knows what the second half is like. And, you know, if we lose that game, maybe we lose some confidence, even though it was without our best player and, and who knows what the rest of the season turns out to be. All right, we're going to take a break, but uh, Brady and I talk about this a lot, but I like to get other opinions, especially opinions of people who know more about it than, than we do because you, 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 you coach these kids and you play against these kids. But we're in a great era for basketball in the area right now, and there are a lot of good players. And the other thing about it is it seems a lot of them are young. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that and a lot more when we come back with uh, Coach Lance Campbell. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. 
Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball. Call 810-987-2185. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Come on, Raph. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448. And like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Uh, a great era for basketball and really i think it started a couple years ago we've already talked about a lot of kids that played in croswell with soper and johnson and kalakovich and townsend and so on and so on and so on um but it's area wide obviously tyler jameson at northern mr basketball that's a big deal and they've got all those young players that came in last year that are going to be good for a few years uh, we've got a, a young star in St. Clair. Uh, the Yale's got a, a young player that's uh, impressive in, in Kohler. I mean, even a little further north, Muxlow and Brown City had a terrific career. Yes. I finally got to see him play right. at the end of it, and he didn't let me down. He had a 40-something point game at Elmont. Roshesky was pretty good for Elmont. He gets kind of buried there because we think of Elmont as a football school. Yeah, Good player in North Branch, but again, they're a football school, so nobody talks about what basketball is doing. Emily City has Emily some City. guys coming back. They're, I think they're going to be ones that compete. Uh, Richmond lost a lot, but Trey Graham is the one starter that comes back, and he is a one of maybe the most just pure athletic players. Like yes. when you do the combine testing, he's the one that probably has the highest Off the score or whatever you want to measure it. So there's a lot in the BWAC, and I'm sure it makes your life tough every game that basically you don't get many games where you can go, all right, 
We got Team A and Team B this week. I can take a step back and we can, I can look down the road a little bit because the BWAC's gonna get you if you do that. Oh, certainly. And uh, you know, and um, you talk about the freshmen. I think Callie Newberry wrote a story on the freshman last year, and it was a great article. And I think it was the Franz kid, Kohler, mm-hmm. and the three from Northern. And we got a firsthand view of four out of those five, and then next year we'll play St. Clair. We're opening up the new gym there, um, paying tribute to their old coach, Coach Monty, and he coached at Croslex. So uh, we're going we're gonna to get a, a front row ticket to that show. And um, he's very good, and I've seen what he's done. And – Brian and I, as I said, are good friends, Jameson, and he plays with Alex, and, you know, he talks highly of them. So it's going to be tough, but uh, you talked about Emily City, about Nash, and then their point guard last year who was about 6'4", and he was a sophomore. Mm -hmm. He got better throughout the season. Um, They got two guys coming. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I think area basketball is good, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere in in regards to the BWAC. You know, we were talking off air. I mean, um, uh, North Branch has got three or four young kids that are going to be really good. Right. Emily City, uh, Yale's returning their top three players, in my opinion. Um, you know, uh, Algonac, excuse me, Elmont, they're they're returning three or four starters. You know, and they didn't have a lot of success from a win loss record. They but just I think didn't get any luck. They lost they, every close game. They seem to lose a lot of close games, and it was a new coach, and it's a new philosophy. And and the thing is, I think that they've been playing this summer. I talked to Rosen on. He said they played them one time without some of their better players. They were committed to something else, and they beat them pretty comfortably. And the next time they played them, they had everybody. And he's like, "Man, they're going to be pretty good." I said, "Yeah, I know they are." You know, and, and I don't know if there's going to be maybe – I mean, Yale on paper is clearly the best team in my opinion, um, and he's a great coach, and they got a good team, and they should be be really good. But you never know what's going to happen, you know, five, six months after the season. and so. But there's no off nights, um, you know, and we're inexperienced. We, we, I mean, if we overlook anybody, it's going to be a, it's going to be a loss. So uh, there's – I was Armada. Saying, I the yeah, biggest, yeah, I was yeah, going to say we haven't even talked about uh, I think the biggest uh, barometer of that is you go and look at the regional you and Richmond played in. You guys got the win in round one. They lost, um, but it was they were both battles. They were right there, and then you look what Goodrich went on to do, and they what they lost to Ferndale by what two points or three points? They was close. Who ended up being the state runner Shane. up? No, they won it. They they did win it. Yeah. That is right. They did win it. So you are that close to a team that's that competitive. Yeah. I'm sure for both you and Richmond, it helps to look and go, guys, I know it hurts, but we were, be honest, Richmond might have, if they got a few calls to go their way in that game, maybe the, maybe Goodrich runs at, and right there and we get an all BWAC regional final. And then the just ran out of gas a little bit against Goodrich, but your game against Notre Dame prep, you had one more just bomb left in for you that season. That first quarter was awesome against Notre Dame prep. Second quarter was a little dicey, (laughs) but that's why you had such a good first quarter. But that regional showed how strong this area is when you stack it up that, yeah, you didn't get anyone out of it, but you look at what happened after, and the context says – Richmond and Cross Lex last year weren't that far off from some of competing with some of the best in the state. Yeah, no, I certainly, I, as you said, I mean, we were half away from 
making a quarterfinal. Right. You know, and two years ago after we lost in that quarterfinal, a lot of people were ready to bury Croslux basketball. So give credit, kudos to our kids for continuing to believe and buying into what we ask of them and being great kids, not just on the court, but off the court as well. And, uh, you know, and, and again, you know, we missed some shots and we're going to, we're going to talk about shots that we typically made, but at the end of the day, their role players made some shots yeah. that they, they had two guys that averaged 20, one that's going to Madonna to play and one that's getting D one looks and D two, probably going to be a D two basketball player, maybe a D one guy. They each average one averaged like 19, eight and the other one was just over 20. We held them to like 14, I think mm-hmm. seven and seven or eight and six or something and then they're they're guys that you you can't overlook them but they weren't top two or top three guys in in our scouting report they made shots and unfortunately we couldn't but i can't place it all on our kids like you know what what do i you look at the film the following day you think you don't go to sleep that night you think what could have we have done differently and the one thing that we we, we weren't great against the zone, and the problem is we didn't play against it a lot, and that's why we scheduled the Lakers team, who had a lot of size and was pretty good. We knew they'd play a zone, and that was later in the season. I thought it would give us an opportunity to to kind of figure some things out. But from my perspective, I mean, I had to be better. I got to put kids in better situations. But it's it's tough when you play a team that went from 6'3 to 6'7 at every position. And they they play a good zone and they pack it in and now you know Zach and Trey and Mitch guys that we count on shooting th- Drew shooting threes instead of shooting against a five ten or five eleven guy shooting against a six three guy and Goodrich played in the state championship in basket I mean in football so it's right. it's a team that had a lot of pedigree it's a team that had a lot of winning a winning culture much like ours and it you know for a half. We were right there, and then I, I look back at it, and we had an opportunity to make a layup, missed it. It was a four-point game. They went down, hit a three similar to what Bartolomucci did against us at Richmond, mm-hmm. where it hit the rim like five times and went in. We came down. We were down seven, missed a fairly easy shot, got an offensive rebound, missed another shot. They go down and bang another three, and it's ten. And I've never seen our team really look like we can't come back. There were very few moments in the last four or five years. And that was a moment where it just looked like, Hey, you know what? Maybe it's just too big of an obstacle tonight because we weren't having a lot of success on offense. So I think their mindset might've been like, how are we going to come back from 10? If we can't, if we're struggling to get to every possession. So, um, but it was, it was, it was great for us. It was great for Richmond. Um, two teams that supported, I mean, that, that, Got a lot of support from from you guys and from the communities to make a little bit of a run. The the disappointing part for Northern is they you know they were playing with about five healthy guys it seemed like and right. I think they could have been a team that could have got to the quarterfinal or maybe even beyond and and then you know you can when you talk when we talk about these great players or what it's gonna the future is gonna be like. Now maybe it's more believable from people outside our community, but they'll look at Tyler and say, oh, Mr. Basketball didn't win a district title. Well, they don't understand that he was missing, you know, yeah, right. key, he, key he players in that. He 46 in that game because he had to yeah. because everybody else was out. Yeah, I mean, they're just banged up and they're 
their rosters deplete it. And if they play that game full at full strength, they they win by they, 25. And, and I don't and, want to take anything away from Dakota. Dakota was terrific. They had, I think, three kids score over 20 in that game. But they could have had that, and if Northern has a full lineup, they're still not going to be within 15. And then you got – then we didn't even talk about it. Cardinal Mooney getting to the yeah. semifinal. Knocking like, off the number one team you know, in, their, well, in I'd, the West. I'd like to see all the coaches in the area thumb wrestling for the job. <laughs> if we could take an area all-star team, so you could take the, the 15 best kids in our area and put them on one team, I'd be shocked if you didn't win a state title. We'd, we'd have. I don't know what division we'd put them in. Well, one. But I'd be shocked if they weren't yeah, no, right we, in the mix, if they weren't a Final Four team at least. Yeah, no, I, I firmly, I mean, if you put, you, there's a lot of nice pieces in our area if you collectively put them all together. Um, I wish, I, talking about that, hopefully, you know, down the road we can bring that All-Star game back, you know, the senior All-Star game that they used to have at SC4 because there's a lot of people that may only get to see a kid play once or twice, but when you put 15 or 20, 25 of the best seniors in the area on the same court, and then for you basketball fans. To win that game. Right. Yeah, for basketball fans just to be able to go to it and kind of watch, like Tyler compete against really good players, Trey compete against good point guards, Zach, you know, Rosenau, kid from Port Huron, kids from Armada, um, Stevens, Haskins. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good players, and in – Brian sent me a text at some point this year after the season was over asking about Stevens, Carl Stevens, and about how good he is. And I'm like, he, he's undervalued. He's underappreciated. You know, I think if he's a team down 20 miles south of where he's at, he's playing college basketball. And I don't know if that's the avenue that if he's going to get an opportunity. I mean, he was a walking double double. Yeah. I easily. Mean, and he's a good player. And Haskins is limited size wise, but he can score it and he just knows how to play the game. And when he's, when he was on, he wasn't missing. Yeah, no, he could, he, you know, he, I, I don't have many gray hairs, but I think the two of them gave me several. So, well, one other thing I want to talk about with the runs, because you made it to the regionals, but both you and Richmond struggled at times to get out of the district. I mean, your first game, if I, it was, I believe it was your first game, yeah. nearly ended before anything got started, and then Armada was in a blood war with Richmond in the district championship before the regionals even happened. Yeah, that first game against Yale. Um, yeah. You know, we, we talked about it, and we talked about, you know, they're going to be – who's who's – most teams' biggest rival in basketball right now in the BWAC, it's us because we've been successful, and they want to dethrone us. And they got a young group of talented players that if they win, if they hey, if we can beat Crosslex, we can win this district. Just think of what we can do down, you know, a year or two, three right. years down the road, how successful we'll be. And we talked about it, and I I addressed it with the team. I said they're going to come out, they're going to be competitive, they're going to play hard. We can't overlook them. Into some kids at C nineteen and three and whatever our you know a you know whatever coach we and, beat and them twice would, they had never lost to them before. yeah they're they're thinking like oh it's just, you know we're just gonna go out there and they're gonna lay down well I knew that wasn't gonna be the case he's too good of a coach and the kids wanted to 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 hey who who's gonna beat Cross Locks who's gonna beat Cross Locks and so it was it was we like before the game hey you know expect a war. And then in the first half, to be down 10, I think, at halftime, you know, you go into the locker room, and, and I was a little animated and get after him a little bit. But then I just, I, 
We talked about this numerous times this year. If we don't win a district, then we're just going to be looked at as another decent basketball team at Croslux. Okay, they, they, they won a league. They shared a league with Richmond. They didn't win a district championship. Right. They got beat by a team they beat twice. And what what do you guys, what's your lasting impression of what you want to be? And in order for us to be it, we got to play much better and we got to do some things differently in the second half. I thought we made a couple adjustments and more importantly, we made shots. Right. You know, um, and we talked about Jimmy Crampets earlier and everybody talks about Donovan's put back, which was amazing. And Trey and Mitch and Zach hitting shots. But Jimmy, two times in a row, we went to him in the post and he made two layups. I think we were down six or eight, ten at that point. Back-to-back possessions, he scores. A lot of people will forget about those four points, but we as coaches didn't, and we applauded them after the game. And, and you know, and we took them out shortly after he made those two shots because they, they made a couple adjustments defensively, and we felt like we, you know, we needed a little bit more on the perimeter that could space the floor a little bit more for Trey and Zach to get to the rim. And, and uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was almost – like, okay, the Notre Dame prep game didn't happen because we were a couple points away from not even getting there. Right. And then you then you you got a senior dominant team. I remember putting my jersey on for the last time and you're thinking like, man, this could be over. And I knew it was almost a certainty it was gonna be over because we lost to St. Clair that year, who lost in the quarterfinals on a fifty foot heave at the buzzer. But, you know, it was almost a the end before it was the end where these kids, there's a lot of pressure being really good and having high expectations because they don't get to come put the Jersey on one more time. And collectively that's what our team was made up with seniors. And for them, there's, you don't know what they're, they're going through. I mean, I, they, you don't know what they were getting told at school and what their parents are telling them. And, you know, hey, we're going to be in the read and people saying, oh, you're going to breeze through the district. And we knew that wasn't going to be the case. It's hard to beat a team three times, especially a good team. I thought Yale was a good team. I thought Emily City was a good team. And, you know, for, for you know, in the district final, it isn't like we, we ran a getaway with that game. And Emily City gave us a, a tough game. And, but uh, so a little resiliency. And Donovan, you know, I mean, we ran a play for him the first play of the game and he missed a wide open layup second half we ran a play for him he missed a wide open layup you know from from a mental aspect he might not have been mentally where he needed to be but in that moment where he had to make that key crucial shot he did it and those other two were forgotten about and it's great that first off it's great that he 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 was able to get that rebound and put it back in but it was good that he believed in himself to take that tough shot with time winding down and um you know and and he's going to be a kid that's underappreciated i mean he's a big kid that did a lot of things that because he didn't score 30 and get 20 rebounds and dunk the basketball and get five blocks he did i mean defensively he was so good in the pick and roll he altered shots he did so many things that the common fan won't notice i mean he's going to be a tough kid to replace and he's a great kid um you know i mean he got his butt chewed out a lot by Coach Delarosa and I, wanting more from him because I think he, he was a he he could have given us maybe been better than than what he was. Just I don't know if he knew how good he could be, 
and he gave us everything he had, but I also think he had more left in the table because he's, he's a pretty skilled basketball player. And in some nights it didn't, we, you know, we maybe didn't utilize him the best way because we were more of a perimeter based team, but um, yeah, I mean, we're talking right now and you could have had somebody else on here talking about a you know, a district or a regional final had, you know, we, we not found a way to win that game and you got to, be able to win somehow find ways to win games when you aren't great mm -hmm. and we weren't we we weren't great that year that night and give credit to Yale because they they did a lot of things that that made us not very great but we found a way and gave us a chance to to get a one more opportunity and and you know and we were able to take advantage of it against Emily City well, that's, you know, that goes back to what we talked about in the very first segment about the hard work and kind of the grittiness, because I can remember a few years back, you were at the, the game at uh, Saginaw Valley. Oh, where yeah. It, I mean, it looked like you guys were going to get run out of the gym, and you came back and won yeah, that basketball Reese. game. Yeah, yeah, and, nope. and <laughs> that was a game um, where that Reese senior class beat the dog snot out of our senior class, like, in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And going into that game, I knew we had some tough-minded kids and some kids that could make – I mean, I didn't think that they would think back to that. But then five minutes into it, I'm thinking to myself, like, do they just do they just view themselves as that team that lost to them six or seven years ago? Is there just a mental block? Yeah, and there's going to be a kid that we haven't really talked about, but Peyton Edwards in that game hit a couple big threes in the second quarter and kind of climbed back and then we switched defenses we went away from a man do a one two two we got some steals got in transition hit a big big shot right before the half ended to cut it to like six but i i can't remember exactly how much we were down but i think it was like 15 or 18 or something and it did not look good and i felt i you know at one point i think i said to boney he was the only guy that showed that was able to make it that night from a coaching staff. And I was kind of like, man, I, we signed up for to come all the way over to Saginaw to get Molly whopped. You I know? do think when you walked by to the locker room, you looked at me and you go, you got anything to tell them? Like, you have anything? <laughs> yeah. Any answers? But so you're not happy at you, you had guys in the Yale game who had played in that game, and the, the experience of coming back is like, well, we've done this before. Yeah. We can get this done. Just keep working. And Trey and Zach and Donnie, even though Zach and Donovan didn't play in that game against Linden, but, you know, the game we came back from 10 or 11 down and going into the fourth quarter and we found a way to win that game. And that's all stuff that, even though you may not have been a part of it, you see it. You get you hear the conversations in the locker room. You see how kids handled themselves, the composure of those seniors, and you kind of figure it out and, you know, and – I'm I'm assuming, you know, in the next couple of years, that's kind of going to be what Yale will learn from that game as their young kids develop and get better. And they'll, you know, now they'll they'll be able to look back at those moments and be hopefully not against us, but find avenues to to win those type of games. But um, yeah, it, it was there would have been a lot of what ifs if we don't win that game, and there would have been a lot of people probably storming the barber shop the next day <laughs> asking for questions, but. Um, it it was a great it was a great uh great night um celebrating in the locker room and and I think it it was an eye opener for us that hey you know what we got to be ready the fall uh, two days later against 
Emily City or Elmont because uh, it's going to be tough. And it was, and I felt like we we were able to come back the next game and and play well, and then even moving forward against Notre Dame prop. Now, my final question, and as I don't know if you have any more, but my final question, and preface this by saying, by no way am I saying that this run's done, whatever. But the last four years have been something historical. I mean, that's a fact with the numbers. Again, I don't think any Blue Water area team has won more games in a four-year span. I think Trey Trey Kalagovich might be the player with the most wins in the area ever. Yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty sure because he was a four-year varsity starter, has like 80 – I don't remember the exact number. It's 83. After you asked me, I put it in my head. I knew it was – Above 20 wins a year. So 83 wins over four years. With a COVID year. Yes. And so, a, and a, not a, actually two. Because yeah, one year we didn't get a completion. Playoffs, and, and then, then the next year the we lost like five games. Um, And then in there you had like a 52 game winning streak against BWAC opponents. You've won, what, five straight district tight, well, four or five. However, I know COVID, you technically didn't win the district. Have you had a moment just to sit back and look, maybe if you go to a grad party or something and go, yeah, what we did was pretty kick-ass, and just take a moment to enjoy what what you've accomplished? I know you always have to be looking forward, but this past four years has been something that no one has ever done, and it's going to be very, very hard to duplicate ever again. It is good to reflect on it, um, you know, and – Unfortunately, the the reflection I get from those four years are the games we lose, you know, because I think what five, I think we lost six or seven games, I believe. Um, you know, but those are the games that you think about as much as uh, you you always think about the the big games and the games that you won, but you also think about the games you lose, and I think failure produces success, and you try to learn from them. And I wish we could replay you know, all those losses and find a way to win some of those games. But um, it, it's nice. I mean, like, you know, it's it when you when you see, like, four-year players. I spent a lot of time with Trey. Mm-hmm. spent a lot of time with Tyler. I spent a lot of time with Hunter, and I hope to spend a lot of time with them, you know, the rest of their lives. I mean, they're just kids that did it the right way. And, and um, but, yeah, I mean, last night I'm home. I'm not doing anything, kind of bored. Mm-hmm. I turn on huddle and watch a game. And it was it was uh half of the Lakers game just cuz I want uh, yesterday I had a conversation with a guy from Indiana. He called me and he got my number from Steve Kramer asking about like a run and jump defense. Right. So I spoke to him and I was going to clip some stuff from that game cuz I thought you know, we played pretty well from a full court defensive standpoint. But then, yeah, you you see all the kids, and you you think, man, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty good run, and you see the crowd. And then I turned on the Notre Dame game for the first half, and just wa- kind of relive that first quarter. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it you, you definitely cherish it, and you think about it. But um, those memories will never go away. But at the same time, I'm so. You, you know, the the bad memories are the ones you, I'm trying to forget about. And well, again, then, okay, your seven losses was what? Like a two-point loss to Flint Southwestern. It was the – well, you didn't lose in the – that was your only loss that year, right? Yes. That's, that's 1920. Then the 2021 season, 
technically you lost MLA City because of the COVID forfeit. Yeah. So technically a game that didn't happen. Then the double overtime Ferndale game, which was just two heavyweights going at it. That's about as even of a basketball game as you'll ever see. Then the next year, it was just the Goodrich game, which was what? You, you lost by two or three? Lost by two. Yeah, lost by two and had a shot at the buzzer with well, the ball. Well, Dami, the, the guy you're talking to, didn't give us a great shot at the buzzer. But still, the had the ball down two. Then this year, you had the half-court shot against gross point north. You played the best northern team maybe ever, and then the loss to Richmond – and it's a three-point game, by the yeah. way, or a four-point game. Yeah, the yeah. loss to Richmond and then the loss to Goodrich in the regional final. It's not like those games, any of them you played terribly bad and just got the doors blown off. I know you can play the what-if game till the cows come home, but basically in all seven of those losses, in eight if you count the forfeit, you had a chance, and you were right in there to the very end. Well, Walper put together the story after that game against Goodrich, and he in it it said it was the first double digit loss for Croslex in like five years or something. And I didn't even realize that. Probably like, since the Pontiac. Yeah, game. and when when you asked me how many wins we had beforehand, I I don't think about that stuff. I mean, it, it's good to reflect on it, and then you know you start calculating in your head, but um. No, it, it, it's it's a good run. Um, Donovan has his open house, you know, this weekend, so I'll I'll get to see a lot of the seniors and some of the younger kids, and and there's a lot of reflection and and like you're proud. Uh, and th- the proudest moments are when you get older guys that come in and get you know get a haircut, and they haven't been to a basketball game at Croslex for fifteen or twenty years, or you get people that come in and ask when the next game is, and you know, their kids are out of school and their grandkids are in different locations. So it isn't like they really have a reason to go watch anymore. Right. But they go because it's fun and it's entertaining. And and I talk to the kids all the time, like, um, you know, you, you, you're, you're doing a lot of great things on the floor, but you're doing a lot of great things off the floor too. Like we, we've never had a kid kicked out of a game for, you know, we've never had a kid lose a game in the six years as a basketball coach for suspension or detention right. or anything like that, like that, th- that's stuff to be proud of. Cause it seems like it happens elsewhere. Right. You know? So, um, in th- those are, y- you reflect on it and then you, you get open houses invites or, you know, some of these kids, Jake Noel got married already and you go there and you think, and I think about like Jake that first year when he was a junior, he didn't play a ton. And um, and then as a senior, he just became a bulldog on defense and did everything was asked of him. And and you're like, man, just three or four years ago, he's playing defense for us and being a great impact player and f- just finding his niche. And he's told me, like, you know, I don't know if I ever loved basketball, and I, I started loving it because things were going well and it was just fun to be a part of. But um, so, yeah, there's a re- lot of reflection on those nights when you get that those moments with kids and you're and it's their day and their night and you kind of think back uh what they've done to make us successful so uh but they're they're then i'll go home and think about you know like for jake and isaac those two seniors like man what if what right. if and i still think that that was our second maybe our second best team that year and um you know and and the team that's forgotten about is a year we went 16 and 7 and we lost in the district 
I mean, we won the districts and then lost in the, in the uh, regional to Pontiac, who was really good. But a lot of people kind of forget that, you know, that was a pretty good team. And I still think that that was that team compared to some of our teams that had more success would have been really good game. But, um, you know, it was just a different five years earlier and right. we were just kind of starting to get to the point where we were relevant. All right. You got any uh, thing that we missed that you want to make sure we get in? No, I just, uh, as I said earlier, I appreciate you having me on. I love talking about our kids and in our community and the great support they have, but you guys as well. I enjoy listening to all your sporting events and in the springtime, I don't get to go to a lot of stuff because the weather's kind of crummy and don't really want to go watch a baseball game with in 30 degree weather, but I listen to it and you're good for the area. You're good for our community and, and keep up what you're doing. And I'm, I'm just eager to listen to, you know, next week and, pick up some pointers from some of those coaches and conversations. And it's always nice to hear how they reflect on their culture and their, their programs. And hopefully I can learn a couple things from those football guys. And then I'm excited about football and I'm always excited about Croslux football. And uh, um, we're bringing in a new coach this year, Mike Holes. And um, I think uh, he's going to do really well. And I think it's going to be a fun year. So always fun to go up to, uh, to uh, Croswell. Uh, and uh, do the games there. Brady, uh, you get last word today. Be back Friday. There you go. Good last word. Oh, wait, I just had the last word. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.